0: Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away.
1: This is the How to Trade It podcast. We talk about the real stories behind successful traders. You will learn the strategies that the best traders use in today's markets. And we get those experts to show us how to trade it. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs from the How to Trade It podcast. And today I'm here with Mercedes Osterman Van Essen, a trading psychology and performance coach. Hello, Mercedes. Thank you for being on the
2: show today. Hello, Casey. Thank you for having me.
1: It's great to have you. I'm very excited about today's interview. So, Mercedes, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in trading?
2: Right. I would say my journey is a little bit different probably from most people you normally speak to. I started out in Commerzbank in Germany many, many years ago. I've always loved the financial markets and um, I didn't stay at the bank and soon moved into personal development because I've got a very keen interest in, well, how reality actually is created through us that led me into serious studies of the wisdom traditions and I worked for many years in seminars with the entrepreneurs, military personnel. Then after my divorce, I decided that I would go to trading in earnest intraday trading I've been until then doing the usual thing most people have done in investing and been very successful at this as doing a investment portfolio for a family office and it wasn't difficult but at the time the markets were going up and as we all know everybody can trade a trending market very well So And then all that changed 20 years ago when I started trading and came up against many, many blocks, which got me further into studying NLP, Reiki, Theta Healing, and various other modalities. I've studied neuroscience in depth and got heavily involved with meditation. And this is something I teach to traders in all my coaching sessions. This is something I show them how to trade to manage their emotional reactions to the markets and ultimately to themselves.
1: Yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest challenges with trading is managing your emotions. So when you were getting started out and you were learning to trade, it sounds like you said about 20 years ago. So if I can try to put my clock back, that was in the 2000 range. The markets yeah. were pretty good
2: yeah, at that time. I
1: yeah, because I started in 98 and the markets in 90s were really good. However, in 2000, we had our big tech bubble burst. A lot of traders like me, I was really young then, so I didn't know what that was all about. And so that was my first really big challenge. Did you experience any of that at that time when you first got started?
2: My biggest challenge was 9-11. It absolutely shocked me at the time I had an investment portfolio and, of course, well. You know, the markets tanked. I had just started stepping into intraday trading and finding my way around it. And I was horrified, like everybody else, what had happened. And that was exacerbated a few months later because I was learning technical analysis and I had joined the Society of Technical Analysts and they were meeting. A few months after nine eleven in London, the International Society of the Technical Analysts, and I got to speak to a group of New York traders and analysts who said they knew exactly what had happened around nine eleven and they were going to send me proof and it was an inside job, and my jaw dropped because I had no idea about anything. I really didn't know how the markets really work, and um, it absolutely petrified me. And they did send me the information, which I duly deleted because I just couldn't handle it, it which is something I regret to this day. And ironically enough, fast forward five years or so after that, I met the guy who is now my partner, who is an institutional trader, who actually at the time worked for Cantor Fitzgerald. Oh, wow. And he yeah. was on the phone with one of his colleagues, because he worked for the New York and the London office. And he was on the phone with a colleague of his in New York whilst everything was happening. And since then, I have worked actually with a number of people who have suffered severe trauma because of that.
1: Yeah. And so when you're trading or just in life in general, and you have a trauma that can cause a lot of mental blocks that prevent you from doing some of the things that you want to do in the future. How do you recommend that people get through some of those mental blocks?
2: It starts with becoming aware. That's the first thing, because you can only deal with something when you're aware of it. And I can tell you from my own trading experience, I had no idea how many deep-rooted psychological issues I had until I started trading. And I just saw, you know, like everybody else, I saw the way I was dealing with things as normal. I had coping mechanisms in place. And every trader I have worked with, they all have their coping mechanisms. And it's different for everyone. But unless you become aware that your actions and reactions are coping mechanisms, of course, you cannot do anything with this. So, you know, that's the first step. And I show traders how to ask questions, how to go in through a process of gentle, and the emphasis here is on gentle, self-inquiry, which elicits information from the subconscious part of the mind, which we are normally not privy to, because it's overridden by our habitual programs, of thinking and feeling and, of course, our emotions.
1: So when we have those coping mechanisms in place, how does that hurt a trader from being successful in the markets?
2: Well, basically, it's a little bit like a runaway train because the mind keeps repeating the same, let's call it command for the want of a better word, over and over and over again. It's been trained to do this from before birth, and it's also a generational thing. We typically take on particularly the emotional behavior and thought patterns of our mother. So it starts actually in utero. And um, as I say, because it is automatic and it's so deeply embedded, we are not aware of it. It's rather like the fish that is immersed in water. So, how do we bring it out? What do we do? Certainly not what most traders do, which is self criticism, anger, which um, gets you further into fear. And before you know, you are there pressing that button again because I know that trade was right and I'm going to get in there again. You know, these are typical reactions. And then Traders do it not twice, they do it three times in a row. It's like literally like a runaway train. So it's about stopping that and intercepting that behavior. It's rather like a train that runs away out of the station. You know, if you know where the brakes are and you can put the brakes on, you can stop it. But once the train is out of the gate, so to speak, you know, it becomes a totally different story. And so it is with the mind. It's exactly the same thing.
1: Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset, and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. So self-criticism, you're saying that that actually sets us up for failure because I'm thinking that we need to be able to find out what our faults are. So that takes some kind of critical measurement or critical analysis.
2: That's a slightly different thing here. And I hear what you are saying, but it's more about a process of observation because when you are critical of yourself, There is an element of judgment always in that criticism and there is underneath the critical perspective or the critical self-view, shall we say, there there is an element of should have, could have, would have and that furthers more frustration and often latent anger. And when you're in anger and when you're in judgment of yourself, you are rather like um, walking around the world with blinkers and you are locking in That particular point of view, simultaneously blocking off the opportunities, it's just like you're looking at your chart. Let's say if you are, I mean, I trade Elliott Wave, for example, but, you know, I am not married to the Elliott Wave count. Rather, I've learned over many years in practice to say to myself, "Okay, if there is a very clear pattern, great. You know, that's an incentive. If the pattern isn't there, okay, I look for something else. So, you know, I am not married to that point of view of the Elliott wave trade having to be the only thing that allows me to take a trade and thus sort of looking to put a wave count on something when it isn't there out of desperation. Now, you see, and many, many traders do that. You know, they are looking because they learned support resistance, you know, okay, look for a wave free look for an impulse wave one, whatever it may be, or, you know, they've learned to use market profile in a certain way. And when that suddenly isn't there, they have, because they are so married to the idea, there is an anxiety there that makes them look for just that specific thing when really, you know, we need to learn to be more open, more holistic so that we get the complete picture of, what is on the charts and simultaneously what is going on inside of us. And that takes practice.
1: Yeah, no, that really does. And I agree with you. Beating yourself up doesn't help. And I try to not do that. I'd rather look at it more objectively and say, okay, the trade didn't go my way, but I followed my rules and you're not going to win every trade. So as long as I continue to do what I need to do and follow my rules, eventually it'll work out for me. And I found that that type of mindset has helped me bridge the gap, even yes. when I have bad days.
2: Yes. I think, you see, and particularly with these volatile markets, you know, and when the high frequency trading hits in, you can get caught out of it. You can have the best system. It happens to the best of us. Occasionally, you get come out when that happens. Now, I've learned one thing, and it's also something I teach all my traders. Trade smaller than you could comfortably do with your account. So, I mean, I say don't trade a maximum of 1% of your account. So, of course, you can see where this is going. You know, if you're trading futures, well, you need a half decent amount of money in your account. And I really think when people go and say, oh, you can trade with $3,000 in your account. Well, I mean, that's utter nonsense. You know, you cannot and you are setting yourself up for failure because you have got to be right all the time, pretty much, because three losing trades in a row, and they happen to the best of us, you know, can wipe you out. Right.
1: Yeah, that's impossible.
2: It's impossible. And it's so hard on the psychology, and I see it with Forex traders, you know, so um, they often way, way over leveraged. And then they wonder, that the psychology doesn't stand up to it because they are constantly in anxious mode. I mean, to me, I've also learned that, okay, if I have a few losing trades in a row, unless I've done something really stupid, it makes no difference to my trading capital. Then the next question I always say to myself is, okay, Mercedes, are you actually in tune with the markets or are you trading Your view of the markets—it's very, very difficult because obviously we need to recognize when to press the buy and the sell button. But we also need to stay almost out of the game. You know, we are the umpire, the observer, and and this is where meditation comes in. Where. Breathing techniques come in and, you know, one thing I teach my traders and I'm doing more and more of this kind of work, it's a form of heart meditation because what it does, it aligns the heart with the brain and that in turn brings the entire mind-body complex into harmony and it eliminates fear. And if you can learn to take that to your trading, you will trade totally differently.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And managing your emotions is critical and looking at things objectively. Now, you were talking about trading with a too big of size. Do you think that that causes too much stress for emotions? Like if you, you're not setting yourself up for success, if you only get three trades, and then you hit it, and you have a massive failure that causes more trauma? And doesn't that like continue the cycle, the downward cycle?
2: Absolutely so. And you see, then there is another aspect. I mean, I've worked with quite a few professional traders. I've worked with traders who've had um, seats on the New York Stock Exchange and NYMEX and stuff like this. Now, there is a big element of when people trade other people's money versus trading their own money. I know traders who cannot trade their own money, but they can trade a portfolio for a bank or, you know, whatever, a hedge fund. And if it's their own money, they cannot do this. And then you, of course, get the other thing the other way around, where a private trader who is very good at managing their own trades, if they are put into um, a hedge fund or a prop shop or whatever, the psychology changes and they find they cannot make the transition by themselves. So, I mean, as I have worked with a lot of people, who've had issues there. And, you know, once they are resolved in some form, everything is okay. So, I mean, there are many aspects that affect the psychology of a trader.
1: Yeah, that's true. And a lot of it is also time on just learning how to deal with the different highs and lows. Like, for example, while you were talking, I was just kind of glancing over at my own trade and I ended up just hitting a nice pound dollar winner today just now closing out. So this is the last day of the month for me, September 3rd, not just for me, but for the whole planet. <laughs> but I'm done for trading. It's it. I'm done. So I just hit my last trade, done for the month, went out on a good note. September was a really good month. And I was watching it get to that target and I was feeling a lot of emotion. <laughs> it's
2: funny, I'm yeah. working at the moment. He's a lovely trader. He has got ADD, ADHD, and it's actually, in a way, it's very sweet to watch does yeah. and does that. You know, they say, well, you know, we just have to get you a little bit out of it. So because he has got a problem holding his positions long enough, he is a good trader, you know, so when this happens, I think, to most of us. And, you know, I am guilty of this as well. And I mean, I recognize a bit of ADD in myself because I'm a multitasker most of the time. And uh, I had to train myself because it's a form of anxiety. And I had to really train myself to pull myself back from this. And you know what I do these days? I look at my trades and say, right, okay. first of all, how is my risk profile today? Am I comfortable taking this risk? Some days, no problem. Other days, I know I'm going to have a problem. So, and then I also know if I have that problem, I'm going to have problems managing my trade. I'm going to have problems holding out into my target area. So what do I do? You know, of course I can, you know, set my ATM and uh, sort of work it that way. Then walking away from the screen is extremely hard under those circumstances. And when I know, you know, it's the trade is a breeze, and because I'm a breeze, I'm in total alignment, position goes in, I walk away from the trade, you know, the world is fine and dandy and We all are like this. And I think, A, we are not machines. We are tuning into the energy of the markets. And that is something many, many traders do not realize. This is why I said to you earlier on, Casey, it's so important that we have a holistic approach to this. Because what we do in our trading, we also do in other areas of life, of course. And, And because, you know, these are patterns. We use our patterns of, you know, working with life, if you like, and working our training. You know, we put it in different boxes and think there is, you know, Mercedes, the trader, or Casey, the trader, and then there is Mercedes, the spouse, or, you know, whatever it is, you know, mother, father, you name it. And we think they are all different roles, but really, underneath they are not. You see, and this is when we realize this, where else we are doing certain behaviors that can help you become more mindful. You know what I said at the beginning, what do we need to do? We need to, first of all, become more mindful because without it, if I don't know what I'm doing and it's normal, then, well, if I think it's normal. I'm not going to change, am I?
1: Yeah, you know, that's good. And being mindful is really important understanding what you're experiencing, you know, understanding where you're at in context of all your other trades. Like for example, just talking about today, I was going into the last day of the month and I wasn't really trying to win big at all. I was just trying to protect my gains for the month because I like to close the month out good. So I was didn't have any high expectations or anything like that. I was just really trying to manage risk. And so when it turned around in my favor, I felt really good about myself. And I find that you're going to have your negative emotions because just earlier in the week, I had a bad day and where I hit my max loss because I keep myself at a very tight limit. If I hit a certain level that day, I'm done. Hmm. And so I hit that earlier in the week. Actually, I went a little bit past it. So I experienced the lows, the emotional lows, and then I experienced the emotional highs. And I've been able to keep going and just follow my rules, but I still can't get to the point where I don't experience those because I still experience those highs and lows, but I just stay consistent in my actions despite how I feel. Yes.
2: I mean, that is actually very good that you can do this. Most traders can't do this, but there is another level beyond that, Casey, and that is where you can let it be okay Win, draw, or lose makes no difference. And I have to say I've had the benefit. I've been with my partner now for, you know, nearly fifteen years or something like this. And well he's a professional trader. I've I've learned quite a bit from him. I mean, the way he trades, obviously, it's very different from the way I trade. I mean, he can take drawdowns I could not take, but I mean, I've become much better. It's a different trading strategy um, with, you know, larger capital, which, you know, the institutions trade differently. But I mean, I've learned a lot from seeing this and learning the importance of pulling myself. And I mean, when I say pulling myself, I'm talking about my identity I am not a trader. You know, I am nothing when I go here. You know, all I do is I am here to observe high probability outcomes. But that's all I'm doing. I'm doing nothing else. Right. If I'm doing something else, then I am not in alignment with my job. So it's a totally, shall we say, non-ego state we are striving for. And when I can do this, if I have a loss, well, I am still mercedes Ustaman and whatever that means, you know, a bunch of melon molecules, if you like, that's basically a human being. It has no impact, ultimately, on my self-worth unless I let it. You know, and nobody is judging me because I may be down on my account for a week or so, and it happens, I mean, I don't trade every day. So, but since I've learned this, You then don't feel the need to always go back and play catch-up. That sets you up for losses. It sets you up for a lot of stress. At the end of the day, it is first and foremost about managing your relationship with yourself, how you see yourself, what you think of you, the human being, and you, the human being, comes always first before trading or anything else. Trading, investing, whatever we do, those are channels of the expression of us a human being. So, you know, that's a very, very different perspective on it.
1: Yeah. So based off of your response, I need a little work. Got to get those emotions out to where it just doesn't matter. That's going to be my next goal. So I like that. Introducing the Finance and Markets Newsletter a unique type of newsletter designed to inspire you to make sound financial decisions. Stories of successful people who overcame tremendous struggles will impress and motivate you to never give up on your financial and personal lives. Sign up today and get the inspiration you need. Go to the link in this episode's description to subscribe. So I wanted to ask you about strategy. When you're working with traders, do you help them develop a strategy? Do you share your strategy with them? Or are you primarily just letting them use their strategy?
2: Now, first of all, I have to say most traders who come to me, they have got a strategy. I have taught people my way of trading, but it happens very, very rarely because my focus also is not on show, well, I can show people how I trade, but in a way, I don't really want to do this because I've learned from my own experience, the biggest losses I made not when I was following my own intuition, if you like, and then my own style, of course, which I developed. It came when I followed other people, if I followed a system from somebody else blindly. And when I did my own thing Yes, of course, I still lose, but not to that extent. Therefore, what I do with my clients, and you know, as I say, I've only had one person I taught from absolute scratch, and um, and I've worked with another one who is an investor, and I showed him how to do short-term trading, and he was experienced but didn't know a lot of basic things like how to read charts accurately and stuff like that. But ultimately, my job as a coach is. To bring out in my traders, in my clients, what they are capable of, what they are missing about themselves. And if they, first of all, A, would recognize that and then use it, it would change their trading automatically. And there are no hard and fast rules here because this is not a mechanical approach. Because trading is ultimately trading mastery is totally non-mechanical, it's creative, it's intuitive, it's a whole brain pursuit. And yes, you have to, depending on where you work, if you work as an institutional trader, you have to be able to um, execute at lightning speed. You know, but that is a skill, okay, I don't have it. I've worked with clients who have got it, you know, because my partner has it. I mean, he can push the button whilst I'm still blinking an eyelid. And he's probably pushed the button three or four times. And, you know, that is, again, the other side of the scale. I don't have to have lightning fast execution in order to be a very good trader. All I need to have is understand my own psychology really, really well. And also let that be okay. So I know my flaws. I know that sometimes I get anxious. So what I have learned, I recognize it. And I walk away from the screen. And that's also what I teach all my traders. And it's big because most people can not do it. You say, you shouldn't be trading. You're not in alignment. Walk away. The market will still be there. Come back in half an hour. And how often does it happen to us? We start out in the morning. You know, market is all over the place. And God, you know, this is terrible. You get into a frustrated mood and you then preserve your emotional trading capital rather than expanding it on getting anxious, FOMO, fear of missing out and all those things. And you walk away, have a cup of tea or, you know, I don't know, whatever. You know, go in the garden for half an hour, whatever it may be. Go for a walk. And then you come back and, hey, all of a sudden, that market has moved out. There is a nice pattern, beautiful opportunity. It suddenly has become easy and I can get in without feeling tired and worn out.
1: Yeah, that's very good. So Mercedes, we're running towards the end now and you've shared a lot of really good strategies and techniques that traders can use to help their mental aspect. And right now I wanted to ask about people that are listening in and if they're interested in learning about coaching with you and working on psychology, how can they connect with you online?
2: Well, obviously I am, there is a mental strategies for traders.com so my first invitation would be please go to mentalstrategiesfortraders.com and I'm always sharing interesting information in my webinars and things like this I will also send out audios you know they are short audios of 20 minutes on you know sort of how to meditate and how to manage fear how to bring out the inner trader you know it varies you know from week to week so I mean if you sign up I will certainly you know send you a free audio or two to help you along. And you know, then as I said we do webinars. I have got courses. My improve your trading mind in 21 days is a really good course. And if you were interested in this, I am going to give you as a special thank you and for listening here and being here with Casey and I. You can get an additional three months free Three months, free. let let's get this right, (laughs) live coaching call. I do a monthly live coaching call, and it is obviously around the improve your trading mind issues, and we go very broad and wide into our psychology, the psychology of the markets, what's going on in the world at the moment, the environmental factors which is something which is huge at the moment, playing on our psychology. And everybody is impacted by this. You know, we can look at the planetary aspects and it's a very broad, you know, very good call. So, yeah, I give you that three months extra as a special offer. And so if you look on my website, if you were interested, please send me an email that you want to buy the course that you heard it here and trade it.
1: Okay, well, good. So they can sign up for your webinars by going to mentalstrategiesfortraders.com, correct?
2: There's, you know, a little box that comes up and all you have to do is put your email in and your name and you'll be added to my mailing list. And as I said, I would certainly send out a welcome audio, well, too. Let's make it two.
1: Okay, cool. And so if for everybody that's listening, those links, mentalstrategyfortraders.com will be available in the description. So you guys will be able to just click that link and go directly to it. And thank you so much for being on today, Mercedes. I had a pleasure discussing the markets with you and trading psychology really appreciated your insight
2: thank you very much for having me casey it's been a pleasure to be here
1: okay well that's it for today's episode if you guys want to keep listening you're going to get lots of new guests coming up here and we're going to be diving into a lot of insightful trading topics so thanks a lot and until the next episode of how to trade it thanks for listening to the how to trade it podcast Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you.
0: for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.